All right, everyone. Oh, sorry, Super Pete. All right, guys. Welcome back into another PGA DFS video. Super Pete's been commenting a bunch saying that he, he wants me to do the all right, guys intro. So there you go. Got it done there for you. But we got the Houston Open, the Hewlett Packer Enterprises Houston Open. You know, whatever. It used to be the Valero Houston Open. Now it's the Hewlett Packer Houston Open. We know. We know what it is. The thing about this tournament this week is that it's going to be played on the same course as it was last year, which is a good thing. Um, last year, I remember we were having to use kind of just Texas-based courses as comp courses, which we will have to do again this week because, well, we only have one year to go off of four sample size, but at least we have something to go off of this year. We can see if what we did last year was correct, which I did already do that. It was pretty much correct. So we do have that to go off of. That's some fun stuff. But first, guys, I do want to get into the recap of last week, and then we'll get into the tournament preview here for you guys. do also want to mention that in this video, I'm, I'm going to be doing the core plays uh, just going to make one big video for you guys right now until NFL is over. And then I'll go back to a lot more golf content video wise. Obviously the website's still doing what we do, but just wanted to let you guys know that, but let's get into the results from last week. So here we go. Uh, last week's tournament, we can see we had 28 players, six missed the cut, which yeah, a little bit too much. We can see the players that missed the cut there. Trungale, Grillo, you know, the, they weren't raided too high. Uh, HV3, he kind of hurt. He just missed the cut. Matt Jones, Amito, and Rory. Rory really, Rory Sabatini really kind of sucked down the stretch. But we did have the winner. We did have Carlos Ortiz. We did have Justin Thomas. Did have Joaquin Neiman. Ibram Anser and Aaron Wise, two players that we are highly on, did really well as well. The problem with last week was that there were so many quality plays. Okay, it was hard to really know where to make a cutoff point but i think we did a really good job at that because we missed some of the chalky options that were out there um that really didn't do too well and some of the players that were just highly priced that didn't do too well as well so overall pretty good week there and that kind of just sums up a really good season thus far for us uh we'll show you guys the full season here so just looking at it i like to look at like top 12 in the player pool so top 12 in the player pool have had 59 players 16 top 10s, 29 top 25 finishes, nine missed cuts. That's kind of high, but not too bad. But four wins, two runner-ups, love to see that. And the player pool is the human element. That's me going in and saying, all right, where is the data? Maybe off a little bit or directly on a little bit. So the data would be the model rank here. The model rank has been pretty good as well. 25 top 10 or top 25 finishes. But we can see you know a decent amount of missed cuts more if you're looking at percentage-wise. And that's where kind of the human element will come in. But one runner up, four wins. So we've been able to nail the winner in four out of the last five weeks. That's pretty awesome. And then just looking at the betting card as well. Pretty good stuff there. Two wins, two runner ups, seven top tens, 12 top 25 finishes, six missed cuts there. But we can see the players that have made the cut have an average finish of 19th. So pretty good stuff there as well. But let's get into the tournament preview here for you guys. All right, so for this tournament, like I said, we have a little bit smaller of sample size, which does kind of suck. Okay, we have one year for sample size. Um, what we have to do is possibly look at comp courses for the rest of the course history data. As you guys know, I like to do at least like four years of course history data. If we don't have four years of course history data, I will look at comp course history data. So I think the Golf Club of Houston, in its last time out, 
we're going to use. I like that. Not too far ago, uh, timeline wise. We're going to be good with that. You know, 2020, we got to use that. I like that, you know, kind of a longer track. It did play a little bit easier, but I do like that course. And then another one I'm going to be looking at is the last two years at the Valero Texas Open. Okay. I do like that one as well. Um, we can see it is a TPC style event, but it is a longer track. It typically plays harder as well. I do like that. Let's see. Does it have Bermuda greens as well? It does have Bermuda greens as well, which is what we have this week as well. So just looking at like key stats in Texas, I guess, if you will, before we get into what happened last year, um, we don't really see anything popping up too significantly, which is a good thing. But once we go into last year's tournament, which was Memorial Park golf course. So we've only seen that one year. We can see what the key stats are going to be. And this is from last year, small sample size once again, but we can see long iron accuracy actually popping up there a decent amount. Players that didn't make the cut struggled there. We can see that players that made the cut did do pretty well at that, um, especially over like wedges, which is kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to get the distinction there if there is one. And so we can see long iron accuracy is something that players that did miss the cut struggled with. And then we can see driving distance over good drive percentage, which I'm happy for. And I think that's a lot due to the fact that the rough length is really short. Okay. Short rough length means that it's going to be easier to have. And the uh, greens are kind of bigger. Rough rate carriage kind of bigger as well. So there's not that many penalty areas as well. We can see, you know, 19 buckers, not that much. Uh, four water hazards in play. That's not that much as well. Longer track makes sense that driving distance would be a key stat to look at. So we will be looking at that, but we will be looking at total driving instead of ball striking this week. And that's what I'm going to be looking at is I'm going to be looking at total driving instead of driving distance, because I do like to look at a player's ability to at least hit the fairway as well. And that's what total driving is doing. It's combining those two. So we will, we'll be looking at total driving instead of driving distance. Then I will be looking at birdie or better percentage because players that just struggled to make birdies didn't do well. It's kind of as simple as that. And that might be because this is the first time that a lot of players saw the course, that could be where they didn't know where to miss. They didn't know where to attack. So just players that were flat out able to make birdies did better where like players that were avoiding bogeys didn't exactly do as good. We do see par five scoring as well. Players that were able to make some par fives or birdies on par fives did well. So we'll be looking at that. Then we could do stroke skin approach or stroke skin around the green, but I'm going to be favoring stroke skin T to green, which is, accumulated into that stat. So I'll just be looking at that as well. Big picture stuff there. So with that, we can, you guys can get a sense of what I'm looking at this week. Let's get into the picks for this week. Going to the cheat sheet. We'll get started. So I do really like Sam Burns this week. Uh, we can see, you know, seventh place finisher last year. That's not bad. Two missed cuts at the comp courses. Not too worried about that um, at all. Does get knocked a little bit in the model, but I'll treat him as the top overall pick this week. Uh, second best stat fit, second best in recent form. I really like Sam Burns this week. I think if you're going to be paying up for someone, he does make a lot of sense. He's going to be the one I want to pay up for. Let me look at someone like Scotty Scheffler. I do want to see Sam Burns real quick. Does he have Texas ties? Not really, but Scotty Scheffler does have Texas ties here. We can see that. So I just want to pull that up real quick. But four straight made cuts at the comp courses that we're looking at. Top 20 stat fit, top 20 um, recent form rank. Top seven in the nine to five mile this week. I love the fact that he was able to kind of close out well last week. Um, had him on the Sunday showdown. That double bogey kind of cost me at the end there. But 
you know, he closed out well. He's been playing well this season. So, yeah, Scotty Scheffler, I do like as well as a pick in this price point. And then, honestly, I'm just going to go down lower. I'm going to attack the guys that have good recent form and good course history. Taylor Gooch actually ranking out as the best pick in the 9-5 mile this week. We can see that fourth place finish here last year, fourth place finish at one of the comp courses that we're looking at. <laughs> the best staff in the field. Uh, strong recent form as well. 14 straight up eight cuts in a row. Taylor Gooch has been a stud is pretty much what we're able to see here. There we go. So yeah, 11th, 5th, 11th, 4th, 57th, 31st. So Taylor Gooch has been just doing well, guys. Um, good price point for him as well. He didn't get priced up that much. Now we'll be going back to the well with Aaron Wise, who just continues to play well as well. 15th place finish. Last week, 5th, 8th, 26th, 17th, 21st. So Aaron Wise is another player that I really like this week. 6th uh, in recent form rank, 5th overall pick in the 95 miles this week. Uh, top 20 staff hit, top 20 in course history rank as well. So see no real reason to fade those two guys, given the fact that they had good finishes here last year. And they're priced down a little bit too low compared to how well they've been playing recently. So those are going to be the, the four players that I like in the high tier price point range. And now we get down into that mid-tier price point range. So I don't mind Maverick McNeely, who had a good run on Sunday. Um, you know, 28th place finisher last year, 17th place finish at the Valero Houston Open. Not the Valero, I keep calling it the Valero. The Houston Open, when it was played at the Golf Club of Houston. Decent staff hit, actually. Top 20 staff hit, top 10 staff hit, actually. Uh, 30th in effective scoring, fifth in that 200 and plus yardage range. That is pretty appealing to me. And then 11th, 25th, and 38th place finish recently. So Maverick McNeil at 8.5 is a price point that I do love. And you guys know me, I typically like to continue to play guys that, um, well, they don't, they don't let me down. So like Seamus Power has been someone we've been rostering a ton this year. Over the past like three months, he's been one of my most owned players. Uh, 11th, 12th, 21st, did miss the cut at the Sanderson Farms, but 31st place finish prior to that. He has just been playing some great golf. Uh, sure, it might not be the best fit, but I like to stick with players that have gotten me there. So I'm going to stick with Seamus Power this week until he really lets me down. Um, let's keep going. Um, Cameron Tringali is interesting to see because he does have four straight make cuts, comp course history-wise. Did miss the cut last week. Last week was kind of, if you've been playing Cameron Tringali a lot, you you stayed with him, but he wasn't someone you really wanted to go out of your way to play. I don't mind him this week, though. Now, uh, top 10 pick in the 9 to 5 mile this week, uh, 8.3. That's okay price point. Don't want too much of him because of that miscut, but he is someone that is catching my eye a little bit. And then Mackenzie Hughes casually popping up as well. Just want to point this out to you guys. Seventh year last year, 55th comp course. Uh, finish and a 42nd comp course finish. So three straight make cuts. We like to see that four straight make cuts in a row, which is highly appealing to me. Uh, we can see fourth, 25th, 35th, 52nd, and 27th place finish for recent form. Mackenzie Hughes has been playing some great golf at that price point. That is a highly appealing price point, uh, just given how well he's been playing. And let's go down a little bit lower. Uh, someone that hasn't been playing that well recently, I guess, if you will, is, uh, I shouldn't say that. He missed a cut last week. It's Charlie Hoffman. Prior to that, he had been making a ton of cuts in a row. Um, I think he's going to be a good pick. Let's just put it that way. 29th uh, place finish here last year. Second in the two comp courses that we're looking at. Uh, the Valero Houston Open there. Could be a better staff hit. You know, he's been kind of just okay this year. Uh, but at 7.3, that's a price point. That's going to intrigue me a little bit. So, yeah, Charlie Hoffman this week I don't mind as a pick as well. Uh, we can go down a little bit lower. 
I don't mind going back to the well with someone like Joel Damon. Uh, don't love it. Don't hate it. Uh, that's something you guys can do if you want to. Then after that, nothing that's really catching my eye too much. I do like the form that Scott Piercy has been in recently. Um, you know, he made the cut last week. 40th place finish. Two missed cuts prior to that, then 11th, 64th place finish. Uh, has played well, kind of comp course history-wise, if we're looking at that. 29th or 28th place in the 9 to 5 model. That's okay. We'll take that. Good enough. And then Denny McCarthy as well. Denny McCarthy been playing some good golf the last two weeks. A 15th and a 38th place finish. Made the cut here last year. Ninth at the Valero. <laughs> ninth at the Houston Open uh, the previous year. You know, he's just a good pick at that price point. I'm trying to see his uh, ties here. No ties to Texas. But, you know, just been playing well. He's a guy that just plays smart. So he's another pick that I don't mind this week. Then Adam Long possibly if you guys want to play adam long you can 11th place finish here last year here we go 11th place finish for adam long last year uh 22nd 25th missed cut and 29th place finish for his recent form that's pretty good if we want to look at kind of the secondary stats nothing really popping up too much there but uh yeah adam long gonna be a good pick this week as well that's really it for the values though um you know you could do some deep dives maybe maybe kramer hickok you know just nothing that I really want to chase that much. But now that we got through the picks, let's get into the core plays for this week. All right, so let me pull up the player profile here and we'll get into the core plays. So honestly, guys, I do think that Sam Burns should be a core play for you. Um, we just look at kind of what he's done recently. Uh, ninth best in the 95 mile. Do like that. Seventh place finish here last year. Love to see that. Uh, course length, you know, he doesn't do exactly better in longer tracks, but he, he kind of is just even keel in longer tracks. Um, kind of same thing for Parkland style courses, but he is a really good Bermuda green putter compared to his average. So I like to see that. Um, yeah, everything just kind of points to him being a little bit better this week. I already talked about the staff fit, uh, top two staff fit, second best in recent form. And if we just take out kind of those comp course history miscuts, then we don't really have to worry about him as a pick. But I don't know if we're going to be able to afford to pay up for him. But I do really want to go back to the well with Aaron Wise again this week. Just a strong pick. Do love him. Uh, 15th, 8th, 5th, 26th, 17th, 21st, 46th. I mean, his recent form has just been there. Um, the worry with him is that, you know, the putter has been a little bit poor. Uh, we can see he's actually struggled on Bermuda greens. That'd be the worry. If he struggles, that's going to be why. But you know, typically better in Parkland style courses. Want to point that out. Typically better on longer tracks as well. So his average strokes gain total on longer tracks is 37th compared to his norm, which is 56. So that's really good. We can see that with Parkland style courses as well. Like to see that. Um, so yeah, Aaron Wise just playing super good golf. I want to chase him this week. Then we're going to be looking at Taylor Gooch. I already kind of mentioned Taylor Gooch, but he's going to be another core play for me. I know three guys in the high tier price point range. I'm sorry, guys. That is just the week that we have right now. But I do really like Taylor Gooch. He was the top rated pick in the 95 mile this week. Kind of even keel for Bermuda Greens. That's fine. We can see, you know, pretty good. Six missed cuts over the past year. Eight top 25 finishes. Three top 10 finishes. Um, but three of those or two of those have been recent. And if you just want to look at top 12 finishes, four straight top 12 finishes. So we do like that. Um, once again, a little bit better on longer tracks, a little bit better on Parkland style courses, but we are going to chase that recent form. We're going to chase a fourth place finish uh, the last two years. So I do like him as a pick. Then I do like Mackenzie Hughes, just as price point. It is a good price point for him. Uh, playing some pretty good golf. Fourth, 25th, 35th, 
uh, 52nd for recent form, 11th best pick in the 95 model. Uh, doesn't lose strokes putting on Bermuda Greens. We like that. Um, you know, none of the secondary stats are either saying he's really going to dominate or going to be highly alarming. So we can say that this data right here is going to be pretty accurate. So yeah, Mackenzie Hughes at 7.9 is going to be a good price point play for me this week. But that's all I have for you guys this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Uh, so once again, the core plays are going to be Sam Burns, Mackenzie Hughes, Taylor Gooch, and Aaron Wise. But I do want to remind you guys that throughout the week, you know, I might adjust the ratings slightly. And that's going to be updated on the 9to5 write-up, which is available for 9to5 members, which is your one-stop shop for PGA DFS. You know, just like to do that little plug in there. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. And as always, guys, let's keep cashing.